This is the Scrapyard. Hello, I'm Seamus Byrne. This is the Scrapyard, and it's been too long. But I wanted to just come back. It's just me this week, by myself, no guests, no interviews, doing a big Blizzard News catch-up because there's been a lot going on and just in this last couple of weeks, a lot of exciting stuff has been going down. So I wanted to really do uh, a quick and hopefully quick by uh, podcast standards, won't be too long. Uh, You have more knowledge than I do at this stage in that you can actually look at how long this episode goes. Uh, Sitting here recording it, I have no idea how long I'm going to ramble for. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to spend a quick episode catching up uh, and and running down all the cool things that are going on across all of the the wonderful Blizzard games that we love so much. Uh, Number one. Let's just dive straight in and talk about the fact that in World of Warcraft, we have 8.2 dropping this week. The Rise of Ashara is landing on the servers and a whole bunch of cool changes are coming. I have not been playing much lately, partly because I've just been crazy busy, um, which is partly why there haven't been many episodes lately. But This is the update that's going to get me carving out a little bit of extra time to get back into the thick of things. Uh, We have the major changes to Heart of Azeroth coming in as part of 8.2, the whole new idea of essences, these things that can drop, can give us new abilities uh, depending on our spec, and we can sort of tool our Heart of Azeroth a little bit like we we could kind of tweak and focus uh, the way our artifact weapons used to work, but they've still sort of tried to focus on the idea of making a few changes to make it feel a little bit fresh. I mean, personally, I thought Legion, I still stand by the idea that I think Legion is uh, the best expansion we've ever seen for WoW. Uh, I love it, love it dearly. And yeah, I don't know that the artifact uh, weapon system needed all that much updating, but they don't want to just do the same thing over and over again. So instead, we have Heart of Azeroth changes to Essences uh, as a good update from what was a kind of disappointing system, um, just with way too much randomness attached to uh, to all the kind of uh, armor systems and things that were tied up with the way Heart of Azeroth was working before. But we also have a whole bunch of other things as well. We've got mount equipment. This is going to be one of the coolest things Uh, to come along in a long time and that's the idea that uh, all of the mounts that you have in your bank uh, I'm sure you have at least a few uh, and then there's plenty of us with with way too many mounts uh, but we never get to use them because for certain kinds of purposes there are certain kinds of mounts that that work best classic being the water strider if you want to be able to run across water you want to be using your water strider and you have to go and earn that from Nat Pagel and all the kind of fishing stuff. Uh, but instead, the whole system is going to change so that you'll actually be able to uh, to turn around and use uh, use an item on any mount to give it water walking. And then you'll be able to just cruise around with your favorite mounts uh, walking on water. No big deal. And that's going to make a huge difference to people who want to kind of show off their cool mounts uh, and not only have them stuck to certain purposes. 
So if you've earned that, uh, then you'll be able to, if you've earned the water strata, that is, uh, then apparently immediately after the changes, you'll receive uh, you'll receive an item in your mail that that lets you apply that water walking ability to any any of your mounts at all. And that's going to be really cool. Uh, there'll be other various features, things like, you know, like the Sky Golem where you can uh, you can get herbs while you're still mounted. You'll be able to apply that as an ability onto any other mount uh, as a piece of equipment. So a whole bunch of really cool ideas that are going to change up the way that people use their mounts and be able to enjoy more of their their callback catalog of deep cut mounts from over the years that's really cool but of course the biggest part of 8.2 is new zones we've got Nazjatar as part of the whole rise of ashara as rise of ashara story uh we've got mechagon uh the new sort of mechanome uh, land with a mechagon mega dungeon uh attached to it in the style of the um karazan dungeon uh from legion uh and then the eternal palace raid is going to open starting july 9 uh, and then for mythic and for raid finder it's going to open on july 16 that means our next cool race for world first is going to kick off on july 16 so that's going to be really cool to to tune in for on all the twitches and the youtubes and whatever channels you want to check that out on i'm really excited to watch that again because i loved watching the last race uh to to be well first to down jaina so that was really cool um and but yeah for everybody else uh, just wants to enjoy cool new raids that's kicking off july 9 flying is also arriving and that is a big deal so i'm i'm pretty close to having pathfinder uh, step one finished i just have to finish off my revered with champions of azeroth and with the tortolan seekers and then i can just do work on the uh, the phase two which is what's unlocking as part of this. So that's essentially elements of uh, the storyline through Mechagon and Nazjatar. Uh, and then I think just a, one or two other little things that have to be cleaned up, but it won't take too long. Apparently they're saying two or three weeks uh, into the 8.2 and people should be able to uh, have their flying unlocked. So that's that's pretty cool too. But look, that is pretty much the quick summary of what's going on in WoW right now, um, except for, of course, the other half of WoW, WoW Classic. Lots of beta action has been going on. There's a bunch of stress test events. Keep an eye out for that stuff because if you're into checking things out early, uh, then you know there's lots of this stuff going on and you'll be able to install it and play and check out stuff. I myself, I'm kind of waiting for the real deal to launch in August. I'm just, I've ducked my head in a little bit played a few levels just to sample it again but i really kind of yeah just i hate you know it, again particularly when we're talking about uh classic being a very grindy experience to to level up to to even earn money to do all the kinds of stuff in it um i just i don't know if i want to you know jump in there run around heaps right now and then do it all again after the reset no thanks so yeah I'm mostly just waiting for the final phase of it. But I think what I found really interesting is watching a lot of the other people doing classic and people are falling in love with it, right? Like I'm really, really impressed with how many people are actually 
having a cool experience with this. I think there's an element there of some people who maybe never played it the original way the first time around, um, you know, whatever it might be, too young, just weren't interested at the time, whatever the kind of angle might be. Uh, it's cool to see people actually really getting into it. And I think that's, you know, hopefully uh, giving some of our super nerds on on all things wow classic uh, giving them uh, you know a really exciting feeling of i told you so because they've always felt like that, that that was the right way for it to be but the big thing that's kind of hitting me is that idea of the potential for for this rhythm between wow classic and modern wow i guess is that what we're going to call it i don't know retail wow modern wow anyway it's kind of cool to see this rhythm where it's going to be like it seems like right now, with all these people enjoying the beta, it's kind of proving that this is actually the right time in the patch cycle to jump back and enjoy Classic because we're right near the tail end of one of the patches. We've got 8.2 hitting this week. So, of course, once that lands, a lot of people are going to shift their attention straight back into all the new cool stuff in current uh, current expansion WoW. And they're going to blast through that for the next few months, have a great time, do all the cool new things, level up some gear, go and do all the you know, new stuff. And then when we get into that phase where things are slowing down a little bit again, we're starting to wait for 8.2.5 and whatever that brings in, you know, three or four months time, uh, that is going to again be that window where people might shift their attention back to classic. And we we just really have this nice potential for a little bit of that back and forth where there's nothing kind of quite so exciting. So go back and start really working hard to to bash out leveling up your classic characters. Um, really interesting way to sort of combo up, like instead of just having an alt that is running in normal WoW, it might encourage some people to have that that essentially treating uh, classic as a space for interesting old school alt experiences. So I think there's definitely a really interesting rhythm that I think is potentially um, out there for people to to step back and forward uh, between the two. So I think that's a really cool, uh, really cool sign for the way that um, wow classic works. I've seen some people debating this whole idea of of how will how will uh, Blizzard treat that idea of, you know, at some stage, will WoW Classic upgrade into Burning Crusade and all this kind of idea? I like, it really doesn't seem like that's that's the, the core of the idea. It does seem like the idea is to keep Classic as Classic. Um, but, yeah, maybe there's going to be some kind of a, a way, if, if it does well, maybe there's some kind of a system where they let you bounce between uh, the original versions of different patches and things like that. But for now, I think I think for the very long, you know, let's call it two-year foreseeable future, I think WoW Classic is going to be WoW Classic as it is when it launches uh, in August. So, yeah, it's still going to be really exciting when that lands uh, and it's nice to see people genuinely enjoying the beta experience at the moment. Now, I just want to touch on a few of the other games as well. Uh, Diablo 3, uh, like, you know, it's old news at this stage, but the latest season, season 17, the season of nightmares is underway. Uh, and a really interesting spin on sort of the whole season system where by going with the 
the nightmare sort of scenario that basically means that everybody uh, is affected by, uh, I can't remember the full name of the item, but basically it's all about having no set bonuses active and instead just focusing on collecting unique ancient and primal ancient items uh, to get a 750% damage boost and a 4% damage reduction uh, bonus by only ever equipping single items and having no set bonuses. Just I, I really do enjoy diving in and kind of playing around with these kinds of systems as part of the season uh, setup. So it's really good fun. And also it's worth kind of just flagging if it's been way too long since you last played Diablo 3. Uh, there are different kinds of legendaries now. So when we talk about ancients and primal ancients, they are essentially these upgraded versions of legendary items uh, in the way that a legendary can be kind of randomized uh, on a lot of its stats. This is a system where uh, an ancient item is like a legendary that has guaranteed to have had a much better role on its key stats. And then a primal ancient, uh, that is essentially perfect roles on whatever uh affixes and things uh, you know and, and stats that are actually attached to that item uh, and so while an ancient item when it drops looks exactly the same as a legendary and then it's a glowing orange uh, dot on the ground a primal ancient glows red so it's actually got its own special signifier attached to it so that's kind of a whole system there where yeah if you haven't played in a long time there's these like super maxed out versions of legendaries and that's what you want to be shooting for when you're playing in the season of Nightmares. The other big addition here is that actually they've also added three new Torment tiers, Torments 14, 15, and 16, equivalent to greater rifts of 65, 70, and 75 in terms of that whole matchup system. Um, but yeah, look, every season I I just love kind of at least churning through uh, one kind of a class every season. It's season 17. I've probably played seasons about five times, I think. Um, I You know, sometimes I've taken breaks. Um, but I think, yeah, during this kind of last while where they've had these, um, yeah, sort of special features attached to seasons, it's definitely kept bringing me back to kind of enjoy exploring how these, these extra elements are actually going to work. So yeah, I, I need to actually make sure, and I think I think it's going to be a barbarian this time around for me that I'm going to try to smash my way through with. So that's going to be some fun. Heroes of the Storm, a couple of little things going on at the moment. Uh, definitely worth t- touching on Mecha Storm Two, version two of the whole Mecha Storm system, um, which it basically has you know a bunch of just cool mech mode and skin type things for a bunch of characters um so that's kind of worth checking out if you're into that sort of stuff um there's been new things like anduin has launched in heroes lately as well um there was an ama recently as well that's worth touching on i think what it what the ama basically um summed up as uh was that the team you know after all of the issues with shutting down um you know the heroes uh global championship and shutting down uh, or cutting back on the, the size of the team the crew that's there and working on heroes like are super dedicated they're working their butts off to try to make this game and keep making it awesome uh and they've got plenty that they want to do you know there's things like you know the odds of seeing new maps are incredibly low right now basically non-existent um, but they're gonna you know work on kind of tweaking the maps that we have and 
and just getting the balance right and things, but also um, some character uh, revamps are coming up soon as well. So you know, Chen is going to get a revamp soon. I think currently the expectation from some of the sites I've been reading seems to be that you know, maybe we'll get a new character every three or four months, something like that. So maybe uh, it, it will be really interesting to see at BlizzCon what kind of a of a forward plan is attached to heroes at that stage. Um, will they sort of show off new character ideas that are coming up in front, or will they, uh, you know, will they sort of keep things really sort of quite subtle in the name of uh, just keeping the confidence that they're going to be, you know, working hard to just keep making it as well balanced as possible. I feel like at BlizzCon, I'd want to see. Um, uh, renewed signs of life is that a kind of way to put it but you know like there's no question that the game is here to stay it's now just the question of of proving to the player base that that their faith in sticking with the game is going to be uh rewarded in the long run and so seeing some kind of cool new ideas attached to it at at blizzcon would be really really awesome and I think a good example of attaching those sorts of ideas uh, is actually some of the things that we've been seeing in StarCraft. So, you know, StarCraft has been doing the war chest type systems uh, to encourage kind of more input uh, financially into the esports scene. But there's also been some really cool, fun stuff coming to Remastered as well. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, the Carbot uh, animation system you know animation system uh animated shorts that relate to all things starcraft uh there's a whole remastered skin coming soon entirely based on the carbot animation style and it is gorgeous it gives the whole thing like a saturday morning cartoon vibe almost um and as i've seen sort of mentioned elsewhere uh an absolute advantage of uh, remastered still being a 2d game because it means they can actually produce uh, these sorts of skins in a way that you just couldn't easily carbot the uh, whole starcraft 2 engine uh, but it's really really cute and well worth checking out if you go and look that up there's been uh, you know it got revealed uh, as a bit of a surprise uh, skin attached to uh, a tournament out of uh, korea recently and it was really good fun um, but other rumors around StarCraft uh, was this idea uh, that got raised that there might have been a StarCraft FPS uh, in the works and that it has been cancelled. Um, one of these weird things where, you know, how far do you take these rumors? Um, there's no question that sometimes, uh, you know, staff can get disgruntled, particularly if they've been working on a project that they loved. And so they might leak that this sort of thing has happened. My number one thing about StarCraft really is I would love to play something that exists uh, outside of just being a pure RTS, um, but just something that explores that universe more. I am a lore nerd. I love all of the lore and the story stuff. I think Blizzard has always done a great job on, on storytelling. And so I would just yeah love to see more stuff that explores this universe. I feel like we will get at some point a StarCraft mobile game of some kind um, that you know expands that universe into some kind of mobile domain. Of course, I kind of 
you know, I've, I've said it here more than once that, you know, ahead of BlizzCon last year, I, you know, expected we were going to see a Diablo mobile game of some kind. Uh, I just didn't expect everybody was going to get so upset about it. So, yeah, when I <laughs> predict the idea that maybe we'll start seeing more mobile stuff get announced at BlizzCon, um, I'm, you know, hoping that as long as we get the big stuff that we've been hoping for, as long as we get the Diablo 4, uh, if we get other things too, then uh, yeah, then that makes mobile things uh, a lot more palatable for the uh, hardcore PC guys. But um, yeah, I think I'd love to just see more stuff set in StarCraft universe, even if it's not uh, StarCraft three or whatever might be sort of next out there. I just I just want to see more cool stuff set in StarCraft. Bring that on. Uh, let's see one more. Oh yeah, two more things. Uh, Worth touching on the fact that uh, in Overwatch, there's been a really cool reveal uh, recently of a special 2018 MVP skin uh, to honor Jonak, who won, uh, yeah, the uh, MVP status from last year's Overwatch League. Uh, And, yeah, apparently his name in Korean basically uh, is an octopus type of a reference. Uh, And so, yeah, this MVP skin they made is completely awesome in that it's like this sci-fi spacesuit where in the head space is this like kind of you know vat and an octopus kind of in there controlling the whole body and that the uh orbs because of course jonak is uh, a zenyata specialist uh yeah that the orbs are also these like little cute uh octopus octopi octopuses I think actually I've been through that one before. Octopuses, I believe, is the correct version. Um, yeah, there are, the orbs are octopuses and there's an octopus controlling the whole body and the head. And it is super cool. And they yeah released a, a video uh, showing uh, Jonak and, uh, yeah, his you know, team getting, uh, yeah, getting to go and visit um uh, Blizzard headquarters and get you know get shown this cool work that they put together for him. So that was really awesome. Well, we're going checking that out. Uh, there's a Baptiste short story that's just dropped recently, and there's a special reunion challenge going on to earn like a combat medic skin, uh, sprays, that kind of stuff. So that's all happening right now in Overwatch as well. And then if we jump onto the rumor train a little bit, we also have uh, rumors of Overwatch 2 starting to emerge. The idea that maybe instead of it being some kind of a just pure sequel, we might be seeing more of a PVE co-op kind of a vibe attached to it um which again i'm just just give me more stories give me more lore to fall in love with uh show me more cool stuff based on overwatch yes please um whatever it might be um it definitely means that you know if if there's any truth to the rumor mill then yeah maybe that's another uh on the sort of big announcement side of things that we might see come blizzcon uh, I'm pretty sure I heard that uh, Blizzard has cancelled uh, making a big appearance at Gamescom this year, which is the big German show uh, and a show that that um, Blizzard has had a lot of uh, yeah a lot of presence at for quite a long time and have often made quite big announcements at. Um, so the fact that they're pulling back this year, maybe that does mean they're trying to make sure and, and deliver all the good stuff uh, come BlizzCon because it does feel like you know, after last year, uh, that they want to really make a big splash this time around. Uh, over in Hearthstone, 
Uh, we've got a special Toki Wild bundle going on at the moment uh, where you can buy like 56 packs, I think it is, uh, of all the, the sets that are currently in Wild, about eight packs of each of the Wild sets. Um, you know, if you're feeling like fleshing out that old roster of cards, then jump on that one. Uh, also, I think just in general right now, there's a lot of really interesting uh, weekly play with the new uh, Grandmaster series going on. And I think the most exciting thing for me off the back of that is the idea that we're getting a lot more meta analysis, a lot of more even meta shifting, I think, because we're seeing these high-level players go head-to-head on a weekly basis. We're seeing uh, you know, whatever the flavor of the week might be, uh, yeah, let's say we're seeing Warrior dominate in a certain regard one week. Then the next week we're seeing uh, Mage start to dominate because people are finding good counter strategies to bring to the table the next week. The week after that, we're starting to see different kind of counters and things. And I think it feels like there's a real freshness at the moment for the meta because we're seeing high-level players kind of demonstrating the pros and cons of a lot of different ways that things are going head to head. So it's a really interesting time um, for me as a viewer. I'm really enjoying seeing uh, seeing it play out. And then we had the the first of the um, Masters uh, events take place in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, and that was also just yeah a really um, yeah really cool thing to watch to to again just see this kind of new scheme playing out. And I think. I'm probably, yeah, I was very skeptical of Specialist when it was first announced. Uh, I'm kind of coming around at the moment, at least, yeah, enjoying seeing this, just this weekly shifting uh, idea. You know, I'd, I'd probably still like to see the, uh, the that whole sort of sideboard system, the, yeah, the primary, secondary, and tertiary deck system. I'd like to see that overhauled a little bit, like not much, but just just a few more cards that people could switch between their set, their um, their decks. I think would kind of just help to really give people that chance to to bring more alternatives, a little bit more sort of tech shifting um, in the context of, yeah, being able to really have certain kind of counters in place, um, but still demonstrate the strengths of the or the abilities of any given class. Uh, that'd be really cool. So, yeah, one last thing, I think, because I don't think it got mentioned uh, here on the scrapyard before it all happened, and that is that over on GOG now, you can get a whole bunch of really old school uh, games from Blizzard. You, uh, There is now original Diablo available on GOG uh, with, like, this Hellfire pack attached to it. I'm like, not even sure what that is. I think I might have it open here somewhere. Um, but, yeah, some, you know, just... Cool stuff if you want old school, um, old school games to run really nicely on your, uh, you know, on your modern computer. Um, we've got Warcraft and Warcraft Two. I think the bundle for the two of those is twenty one ninety nine Australian dollars. Um, and yeah, I think it's just really cool when the fact that we can get these easily now, um, that they work nicely uh, and they will run on Windows 10, uh, all those kinds of nice just little aspects to, yeah, to how it's all working now. So go and grab those things off GOG um, if that is your jam. 
look, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. But I just really wanted to get back in here. It had been way too long and I wanted to just do a few news updates so that the next time I'm back in uh, off the back of 8.2 and getting some guests back in and doing some more interviews uh, that I don't feel like I'm a million miles behind the pace of the news cycle uh, and, uh, yeah, it'll be really great to, uh, yeah, to see how things go over the next little while. Um, lo- yeah, lots of new updates coming down for a lot of our favorite games. Uh, and yeah, hopefully I might catch up again soon with, uh, yeah, with some of our, uh, people who are in love with all things classic, uh, catch up with the Hearthstone guys again soon to, uh, to look at how things are going with the new Grandmaster scheme. Uh, and a whole lot more. So, look, thank you for stopping by again. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, hit me up if you want to hear you know, me sort of debate or explore different ideas uh, around all things Blizzard uh, with uh, any other uh, guests that I can get on here soon. Uh, just always reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Seamus. Uh, or you can catch this and all my other shows uh, over at Biteside.com. There's a new show that I'm doing actually around games uh, called The Game Table. Uh, well worth checking out that's focused outside of the video game realm and onto the tabletop world so that show has been kicking off with a whole bunch of content around Dungeons and Dragons after I got to go and visit uh, D&D Live recently where the Descent into Avernus uh, new storyline new book uh, was announced uh, in May and uh, yeah I had a whole bunch of cool interviews with people like uh, the uh, you know, uh, Jerry Hawkins from uh, Penny Arcade, uh, Jeremy Crawford, who is the lead rules designer uh, for D&D itself, a uh, whole bunch of famous uh, live play folks like uh, Joe Manganiello, uh, Deborah Ann Wall, um, Matthew Lillard, all sorts of really cool people who have, yeah, really awesome stories to tell about uh, how you know how much they love playing D&D. So uh, that's where that show's kicking off, but the show will then dive over into uh, you know, card games and miniatures and whatever other cool things uh, leap out to discuss. Uh, but it's really all about sort of community and about how we bring, uh, you know, come together around a table to, to play. So go and check that out. You'll find it uh, on uh, Byteside. Of course, you'll find it in your podcast apps, Uh, Just search The Game Table. Uh, That's all for this week. Thank you again for listening if if you've made it through to the half hour mark. And, uh, yeah, I will catch you again real soon. (laughs) 